You are listening to a message that was given at Living Word Chapel, Oracle, Arizona. It is our hope and prayer that God will use this message to speak to you and enrich your life. For more information, visit lwcoracle.org. series that that we're calling Blessed, the Blessed series, and it's a journey through the Beatitudes, and we're talking about what does it mean to have a happy life? Blessed means to have the blessings of God or to be happy, and uh, as we've been going through the Beatitudes, what you find is that The way that we define happiness outside of God is completely different than how God defines happiness. And we talked about, you know, the the, the very foundation of that. He said, blessed are those who are poor in spirit, or happy are those who are poor in spirit. In other words, you deplete yourself of you, and you fill yourself with him. Amen? You deplete yourself of you, And you fill yourself with him. Very foundation. And then we talked about blessed are those who mourn. And blessed are those who, because you begin to be sorrowful for the way that you lived your life. Amen? You come to Christ and the things that you thought were pleasurable aren't pleasurable anymore. And and you begin to walk in his attributes and it's it's a really good thing. And and then we've, we've talked about all these different things. And so today we come to the place of... Blessed are the peacemakers. And before we even go to the scripture, how many of us like to go to a theater? How many of us like, you go to a theater, you go to Gaslight Theater, and you, you enjoy uh, going to watch a drama production? Uh, we've had drama productions at LWC, and we'll fill this place for four nights. We'll have 800 people come through the doors, and, uh, and they love to watch the drama but how many of you like drama in your life? Right? You sit on your hands. None of us do. How, ma- how many of you like drama in your family? Well, quit being drama queens, right? Quit being drama kings. Yeah. Uh, drama with our friendships. None of us like that. And, 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 and we're going to find out that God didn't call us to be a drama king or a drama queen, he called us to be people of peace. People that bring a a whole different different mindset, a whole different attitude to our relationships. And, you know, Jesus said, blessed are the peacemakers because they're going to be called the children of God. Because you're going to have the attributes of God. And, And it really stands out to me about how important that is Especially as I come back today, I got back late last night, and many of you know that my mom passed away last Saturday, and so I went back home to her funeral, which was on Friday, and not only did I go back to her funeral, but my mom, before she passed away, she said, I want you to officiate my funeral. I want you to, 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 to do my funeral, and so I said, okay, mom, I, I will do that. You know, I love you very much, and, and uh, I'll do whatever I can to, to honor your life and, and honor the God who gave you life. 
But not only did I go back and do officiate my mom's funeral, but I went back and I officiated my mom's funeral in a Roman Catholic church. Now, it's only the second time in the history of that church in Lordsburg, New Mexico, that a Protestant pastor has been, true, true account, that a Protestant pastor has, has come in and, and, been, and been allowed to lead the whole service. In fact, I had people come to me afterwards and they said, we've never been to a mass like this. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, you probably won't be to a mass like this. Um, but how many of you know that, um, let's just think about, stay on that subject. How many of you know that death can bring out the best in people or it can bring out the worst in people. Um, death has a way of, it can generate generosity. People become very generous and they do things for, for those that, for the loved ones of the deceased. They're just very generous. Or it can expose a lot of selfishness. Amen? And sometimes when someone leaves things, material things, you see all this yucky stuff coming out, right? Uh, we haven't seen that in my family, praise God. You know, my mom wasn't a wealthy lady in the world's standards, but she was a wealthy lady in God's standards. But she left, she left her possessions, you know, she left her rings and she loved her jewelry and and uh, all kinds of things that are priceless to us, priceless to her grandchildren. And so yesterday, uh, before we, we came back home, we went, um, and we, the grandchildren, the, the boys, the, her boys, and we had a sit-down, and we took out all her possessions, which was difficult, and we started to distribute them to the grandkids, like special rings and blankets and things like that, which was cool, really cool. But there's something in humans that we say, well, I should have that clock, or I should have that picture. I should have that chair, or whatever. So death can bring out generosity, or it can bring out selfishness, right? It can elevate joy, or it can uncover anger and bitterness. You ever notice that? It can, it can, it can, ele it can elevate joy. People get... They're joyful that they were able to spend their lives together with those that have gone on. Or it can, it can bring anger. It can bring bitterness. God, why did you let this happen? It's your guys' fault. All kinds of things. And so that produces drama. It can expose the need for forgiveness, right? Always. Jesus went to the cross to, what did he, what did he do at the cross? He, he died. He died for our sins so that he could provide forgiveness. And, and, uh, uh, but it also, when you see the death of someone that you love, it reveals the, that, that there are people that it's impossible for them to forgive without the power of Christ. And, and so the words of Jesus really resonate in that 
blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called the children of God. Because when you go through a difficulty, it exposes your default. It exposes who you're anchored to or what you're anchored to. And, and, uh, and if you're anchored to the Lord, you will be a product of peace. But if you're anchored to the things of the world, you'll be a product of chaos. Amen? Because there's no way that you can, in your own ability, you cannot overcome those difficulties in yourself. You can't. Because the flesh will rise up and, and, and things like that will begin to happen. It's impossible for us to carry out the attributes of God in our flesh. Um, we absolutely, positively need the power of the Holy Spirit so that he can allow for us to be peacemakers. So I had a, an uncle come to me after the service. I had a lot of things happen. I'll share some of the things um, that, that were able to happen during this weekend, but my, my uncle came up to me after the service, and he said to me, do you want me to tell you who was the first non-Catholic pastor that ever came into the town of Lordsburg? I said, sure. And he told me the name of some, some pastor. Now, do you want me to tell you who the last non-Catholic pastor is going to be? I said, sure. You. <laughs> so, but this is the same person that maybe 15 years ago met me at the El Rio Casino at another funeral and said to me, your religion isn't going to help you here. And I looked at him and I said, you're right. Religion will not help me anywhere, but God will. And his son-in-law and daughter gave their hearts to Jesus that weekend. And now they're, they're, they're walking with God. So all of these things are happening. And so we're talking about drama and, and, and chaos that, that can go on in our lives. And how can we be peacemakers in the world that we live in? Okay? Three things that I want to touch on. And, and um, I, I just got done with a sermon this morning, so... Christy was going to try and put some things together, and if she didn't, that's fine. You've got the place for your notes right there. So point number one, only a, a, a new person in Christ can live this new life, okay? Only a new man or a, a new woman can live this new life. We cannot, we cannot be a peacemaker in your old self, are you with me? You just can't. You've got to be a new person in Christ, and that happens through faith in Jesus and, uh, and, 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 and what he does, a regeneration of, of, your, of, your, of your soul and your spirit as the Holy Spirit works in us internally to change our lives. The original word for peace is uh, earring, E-I-R-E-N-E. -E. It's a Greek word. And it means tranquility of mind resulting from the reconciliation with God and a sense of divine favor. 
So when you walk in peace, it's, you, you're tranquil in your mind. There's, there's, a, there's a peace of mind, no matter what you're going through. And if there's one thing that, that I thank the Lord for is his peace guides me everywhere I go. No matter what situation I'm in. I had, I had uh, nieces and sister-in-laws and people come in to me and say, you're so strong. I, I don't know how you do this. You, you, you're just such a strong person. What they were saying is that you have a peace that we don't understand, and that peace is the peace of God. There's a tranquility of mind. There's, there's something that, that, we, that we as Christians have that you cannot muster in your own self. You've been reconciled to the living God, to the Almighty, through what Jesus has done, and now you can walk that out. You or I can't experience peace with others until we have obtained peace with God. It's impossible for people to have peace with other individuals without having peace with God. But once we make peace with the Almighty, then he gives us the ability to bring peace to those around us. Amen? Now, let's, think, let's look at the word peacemaker. Peacemaker is the word Irenopolis, okay? E-I-R-E-N-O-P-O-L-I-S. And what it means, and, and here's, here's a very, very uh, important fact, that that word right there is only used once in the New Testament, and that's in Matthew 5, 9. And what it means is one who spreads the good news of the peace of God to others. One who promotes and, and, and you bring the good news of God's peace to others. You share the love of God. You share the goodness of God. You share the peace of God. Wherever you go, people feel and sense his peace. Isn't that awesome? So uh, you go from being a drama king or a drama queen to being a person of peace and stability. The Bible says this, therefore, since we have been made right with God, uh, right in God's sight by faith, we have peace with God because of what Jesus Christ, our Lord, has done for us. Our old man, the man or the woman that we were outside of Christ, does not have peace with God, so it's impossible for us to have peace with others. But those who are saved by grace... Those who have been justified through the cross of Jesus, those who have placed their faith in the finished work of Calvary's cross, we have peace with God, and, and the ones who have peace with God have the ability to promote peace with others. Are you with me? You go from being a person and a product of bitterness and anger to being a person of peace, a person who makes relationships better, a person who promotes uh, uh, the peace that comes through Christ that surpasses all understanding. And that's exactly what the Lord does for us and in us. So how do we apply this, Pastor? What, what do we do? You need to understand that it is impossible for you to have peace with those around you until you've made peace with God through faith in Christ impossible 
Anyone in here, don't raise your hands, but anyone in here having some problems with people around you? Can I tell you that people around us are imperfect, right? We're, we all fall short of God's glory. Someone say amen, amen. right? But God is perfect. So how can we, now just think about this, how can we expect to have peace with imperfect people if we've never made peace with the one who's perfect? But once you make peace with God, once you say, Lord, all your attributes are good, I, I will not blame you for a death. I will not blame you for what's going on. And, and God is big enough to receive all that. He, he's big enough to when we're going through our difficult times that you might shake your hand sometimes and say, Lord, why, why? He understands all that. But you've got to make peace with his plan. Are you with me? You've got to make peace with his plan. And, and when God began to, to work in my life, you know, his plan in, in, in this whole situation before the foundation of the world, as hard as it is for us to grasp and understand, before the foundation of the world, he gave Jesse Reese, my mom, he gave her 72 years of life. He knew that. We didn't. And in that time, he said, there's a plan. Now I'm laying out a plan. And in that I am going to use her son, which is going to floor everybody. And Jamie Reese is going to—he's going to go to 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 the Catholic Church. I'm not even—I'm not even going to send him to the Baptist Church or to the Methodist Church or to the Assembly of God in Lordsburg. I'm sending him to the Catholic Church, and he's going to speak at his mom's funeral, and he's going to speak the peace of Christ. Are you with me? Now think about that in your own life, beloved. There's a person in your life that's driving you crazy right now. Let me put it another way. You're a person that's driving someone else crazy. Come on. Get over yourself. I mean, you're fine, but you ain't all that, you know. And so, and so the reality here is that, is that we need to grab a hold that, that we need God in our lives so that we can walk in the peace of Christ. The Bible says that Jesus is the Prince of Peace. Amen? Isaiah 9, 6. And so when we trust in him, he will promote peace in us so that we can be a blessing to other people. I love the way that one of my favorite theologians said it. John Stott is one of my favorite theologians. He's gone to be with the Lord. But he said, now peacemaking is a divine work. Hear me now. Now peacemaking is a God-given work is what he's saying. It's a divine work. For peace means reconciliation. And God is the author of peace and of reconciliation. Now to be reconciled, let's just think about that. To be reconciled means you had a problem with someone, but things are made right. Amen? If you ever had a problem in your marriage, if you've ever had a problem in your, in your, with your, uh, a father and a son, a daughter and a son, and, and you're, you have a problem, there's, there's enmity, there's anger, there's hostility, but you're made right, that means you're reconciled. And what it does, it brings peace. So John Stott is, is, is nailing it. it. It is hardly surprising, therefore, that the particular blessing which attaches to peacemakers is that they shall be called the sons of God for they are seeking to do what their father has done loving people with 
his love. It's easy to love people that do the things that we want them to do. It's easy to love people that do things that we, that we think are right, that we think are wrong in, in, this, in, this, uh, in this whole um, my, my, my experience this weekend, there were all kinds of people. There were different facets of family and friends that I came across. And some of them were, 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 were coming out of a, a drug world. Some of them were coming out of a, of a, of a, of a, um, of a same-sex uh, 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 le- uh, same-sex relationships and, and tendencies and, and a lot of things that, that we as Christians, we, we, we have a problem with because we adhere ourselves to the ways of God. But at the, at the same time, Jesus called us to offer peace to everyone. For us to be people that are a bridge to those who are lost because we were lost at one time. Amen? Point number two. The Holy Spirit will always lead us to be peacemakers. I know that as people, we're always full of excuses for why we can't be at peace with people around us. You just don't know how much she irritates me, Pastor. You just don't know. You, 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 you just don't know how annoying he is. Pastor, they're, they're this or they're that. But the Bible doesn't give us wiggle room when it comes uh, to the drama department, right? He does, the Bible doesn't give us a lot of wiggle room for us to live in drama. Amen? In fact, in Hebrews chapter 12, it says, you need to make every effort to live in peace with everyone. Just stop right there. To make every effort means what? To make every effort, Right? To make every to live in peace with everyone. So we should be products of peace, not products of chaos, not products of drama. And then it says, uh, you need to be holy. Without holiness, no one will see the Lord. So I look at that as a compound sentence. I look at that as, a, as two things that belong together. There's a union right there. There's unity. When you promote peace, when you, promote, when you bring the peace of God, then you bring the holiness of God. Amen? You walk in that holiness which only God can bring. So that speaks to me that I need to be at peace with my in-laws. Amen? It, it speaks to me that I need to, be, uh, I need to be at peace with those people that talk about me. It tells me that I need to be at peace with individuals that spread, spread all kinds of rumors about me. I need to be a peacemaker. It tells me that, that, that God calls me to be an instrument of his peace. And reconciliation. And our flesh will fight us every step of the way. Our flesh will tell us, you can't do that. You can't. Look at what they've done to you. 
My, my mom's families, my mom's sisters, there's a lot of yuck there. There's a lot of hurts. There's a lot of pains. My, my mom, and, and I'll say this in just a very kind of small portion, my mom, when she was in the third grade, my grandmother, who was following my grandfather around, it wasn't her fault, it was just where she was at. My grandfather was not a godly man. He lived his life doing things in the, in, in the world that, that uh, womanizing, things like that. And so my grandmother followed him around and, and, and let my mom go live with relatives since she was in the third grade. And my mother was a very beautiful young girl, a beautiful uh, young lady, and then a beautiful older lady. So young girls, when they go stay with relatives, bad things happen to them sometimes. And so all of these things that happened to her, she had to walk in that. And then she needed the healing of God in her life. Amen? But every one of the sisters, there was, there's, there's been chaos that's gone on. And so there's, there's differences in their lives. There's, there's things that have happened that are, that are difficult. And so the Lord has his peace to bring them back together. We need to be those kinds of people. And I, I can tell you right now that every single one of us in here, we all have a situation. Amen? We all have someone in our life that, that, that we're at odds with, that, that there's difficulties with. God will fill you with his peace so that you can be peace to others. Let me just give you some, some attributes of the flesh real quick, okay? Here's some attributes of the flesh. Hostility. When you're hostile, that means you're unkind, you're unfriendly, you're poisonous. That's, that's some of the synonyms. Okay, when we, when we walk in the flesh, some of the things that we say, that we do, are poisonous to relationships. Quarreling is another attribute of the flesh. We get this from Galatians chapter 5, verses 20 and 21. Quarreling. Have you ever been around someone and they always want to debate, they always want to argue about something? That's the work of the flesh. They always think they're right, no matter if they're wrong, right? Quarreling. Jealous. Jealous. If you're, if you're, if you're, uh, if you're walking in jealousy, you're, you're untrusting, right? And it's a work of the flesh. And, and, and you're, not a, you're not a peacemaker. When you're walking in jealousy, there's always a fight. There's always anger. So that's a, the that's a work of the flesh. Outburst of anger. How many of you fly off the handle? Don't raise your hands, please. Your husband and your wife is going to raise their hands for you. You know, you, you, just, you, you, you just fly off the handle. How many of you have road rage? When's the last time you cussed someone out on, the, on, on, on 77? That's just a Spanish word saying, yeah, I can't believe you. Orale, bato. Right? So outburst of anger. How about selfish ambition? You're stingy. You're self-centered. Everything is about you. Dissension. That's another work of the flesh. It's, it, dissension is when you promote differences instead of unity. Have you ever, have you ever uh, been around someone that no matter what's going on at work, they're always talking about the boss. They're always talking about, if they're in, in a church, they're always saying, I, I don't know if I like this. Ah, the pastor. Ah. Dissension. You try to, that's the, the work of the flesh. That's not being a peacemaker. Division. 
Division, you, you just divide people. You're a wedge. When, when, you're, when you're walking in division, you're, you're, you're a wedge. You bring, you, bring, you, bring, you bring disunity. You break things up instead of promoting things. You break families up. And, and that's the work of the flesh. And how about envious, right? If you, if you have envy, you're always hating on the good things people accomplish. Have you ever been around someone or, and, and, you know, you may even have these attributes yourself that when someone says something good about someone, you find the wrong? I was around someone recently that, that you know, you say, hey, this person, oh, but they did this. Oh, but uh, 30 years ago, they did that. 30 years ago. And so we can't, we can't be those kinds of people. How do we apply this? And I've got five minutes. How do we apply this? Choose today. Choose today to walk in the power of the Holy Spirit so that you won't live out the desires of the flesh. Amen? You won't live out the desires of the flesh. I love the way that Martin Luther King Jr. put it. Martin Luther King Jr. said, Darkness cannot, cannot drive out darkness. Only light can do that. Hate cannot drive out hate. Only love can do that. So Martin Luther King died for promoting peace. But his life lives on. Jesus, greater than Martin Luther King Jr., greater than any man, died promoting peace so that we could have life in him. Are you with me? Okay, last point, real quickly. Oh, this is a good one, too. I wish I had about another. My clock says I got 10 minutes, bro. <laughs> Look back there. My clock says I got 10 minutes. Okay, guarding, guarding our tongues, guarding our tongues is one of the best ways to be peacemakers. I want everyone real quickly, don't bite real hard, but everyone, just, just bite your tongue real quick. Just, hmm, you're not doing it. <laughs> Sometimes we got to bite our tongues, right? Life and death are in the power of our words. We can speak life or we can speak death. We can speak blessings or we can speak curses. curses. Huh? Peacemakers are always careful that their, that their speech is meant for healing and not for harm. Are you with me? The Bible says, my dear brothers and sisters, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and they should be slow to become angry because human anger does not produce the righteousness that God desires. And as a pastor, I really understand this because every week God allows me to speak his light and peace into the lives of many people. And there's a great responsibility with this calling. Every week, my heart's desire, my, my, what the Lord has placed in me is people should leave here hearing good news. Not how, not how bad you are, not because you, we already know that. We walked into the door saying, oh my goodness, I am not a bad person. I am not that good. You need to leave here understanding that because he's good, there's hope for us. And so we, we need to grab a hold of the fact that we can 
with our tongue, there's a lot of power. We can help people. We can encourage people. I, I, I got a hug from, from many people this morning and, 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 and just words. Uh, Tracy came to me and she said, I'm sorry for your loss. Uh, we're praying for you. I had other people in the back that, that they came to me and they said, Pastor, praying for you. We, we're, 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 we're here for you. Those words are words of healing. But we need to grab a hold of how important that is. Um, if you're a parent, you minister to your children by your words. Uh, we, we, we shouldn't say my kids are bad. You say my kids are good, but they're not acting that way right now. Amen? My grandchild is good. He just likes to kiss others with his teeth. <laughs> I, and we're trying to break that, you know, but it's going to happen. Because he's a child of God in the making. And he really likes to touch people in their face if he just doesn't do it in a very soft way. <laughs> so we, we need to, as parents, we can shape our children with our words. Um, if you have a friend, do you repeat the, the things you shouldn't repeat? Anyone do that? Anyone, you know, repeat things that you probably shouldn't repeat? Our tongues can do a lot of damage. It's like, a, the Bible says it's like a match that can light a whole forest on fire if we're not careful. And so I put three principles, three real quick principles to James 1, 19, 20. Okay, principle number one, be intentional listeners. Be intentional listeners. Be quick to listen. Peacemakers will listen. Before you have an answer, you need to really listen. Before you say something to your wife, listen to her. Pastor James, I just spoke this. Do it. Before I say something to Shauna, listen to her. Before you say something back to your husband, listen to him. Amen? Most people are really not listening. But the Holy Spirit points to us to really listen and internalize what we hear with the light of the gospel. When we, when we listen, we can process things with the light of the gospel. The second, the second principle is filter your words. Filter your words. Be slow to speak. One of the problems with us is we think we know it all. And can I tell you something? You don't. And I don't. We don't know it all. We don't always have to have a response. The Bible says, don't use foul or abusive language. Let everything you say be good and helpful so that your words will be an encouragement to those who hear them. So before you say something, before I say something, stop and filter the words through God. Amen? Principle number three, and I think this is a very, very important one. Choose your battles wisely get out of get out of the way let go and let god be slow to become angry don't get angry don't just jump and get fly off the handle 
The Bible says that fools, they give full vent to their rage, but the wise bring calm in the end. It's easy to get mad at this. It's easy to get mad at that. You can live your life mad all the time if you choose. You can be offended by things that really don't matter. And you'll live your life miserable. Amen. Miserable. So be slow to become angry. I look at it this way, and I'm going to close with this. You need to be a slow cooker, not a microwave. Amen. Have you noticed that you can put a roast in a, in a, in a crock pot and it'll cook it slowly and evenly and it'll fall apart and you, man, you, you put some seasoning and you, I mean, it just, it just the savory taste in your mouth. Have you noticed that in a microwave you can ruin your food real quick? You put that same roast in the microwave, then you put it in the crock pot, you take it out, it's like, what is this, a rock? And that's how we can be in our lives with our attitudes. We need to just slow down in how we respond. So how do I apply this, Pastor? Here's, here's, the, here's the application. Choose this week to listen more and speak less. And, and let me tell you, that's coming to me. Choose this week to listen more and speak less and to be patient with your responses be patient how you respond back in your small group find someone who will be your accountability in anger management find someone that you can talk to a godly person don't go to that person in your family that is constantly in drama don't go to that friend that is constantly in drama that tells you I can't believe them they're this and they're that and you guys start talking and you start microwaving stuff and right no talk to someone that's going to be your accountability the Bible says let us think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and good works let's pray thank you Lord Father we thank you for your love and your grace we thank you that you came to offer us peace through Jesus Christ our Lord and we understand the reality that it's impossible for us to be a peacemaker outside of the power of the Holy Spirit. So today we embrace his empowerment and his guidance with every relationship you put in our lives. Let us be a product of peace instead of an instrument of hatred and bitterness. And may our lives be a testimony for your glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. This has been a message from Living Word Chapel. We hope that you've been blessed by it. Make sure you check out lwcoracle.org for more information.